This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, we know there is going to be a mail-in ballot when it comes to voting on how we elect our officials here in B.C. We also now know that the B.C. government will be putting out $500,000 each. There will be designated money given to both sides to get their message out. Those who would like to keep first past the post and others who would like to switch to some form of proportional representation. The mail-in ballot referendum will be taking place between between October 22nd and November 30th. And there will be two questions about what system voters would prefer for provincial elections. So we are joined now by Dermot Travis. He is the executive director at Integrity BC. Dermot, thanks so much for being with us. Good to be with you. Uh, what are your thoughts now that we know a little bit more about what the mail-in ballot is going to look like? Well, uh, the way you pose the question is actually still fear what we know now. We don't really have the full picture as of yet, and that's a bit of a concern. Uh, I think some of the rules they put out yesterday in their news release are good. I'm a little concerned about the cap on third-party advertising at $200,000 limit. Uh, Likely too high. It's higher than it would be uh, in a federal election across Canada or in a provincial election across B.C., Uh, also concerned with the fact that we're going to have a mail-in ballot. And why I'm concerned about that is because we are about, if this goes according to plan, to choose how we will be governed. And the problem when you get into a mail-in ballot is will you get the same uh, turnout and the right turnout versus having people actually having to go to a voting station and do it. Uh, That was one of my questions, uh, and we've talked about it on the show before, too, the fact that there's no threshold, and and we could see a scenario where a very small percentage of the voters in this province, in a handful of ridings, end up choosing uh, to change or choosing how we vote. Exactly. And I lived in Quebec uh, for 25 years. I lived through the 93 referendum on Charlottetown, the 95 referendum on independence. And that was a constant... Uh, point for all sides. Does 50% plus one allow Quebec to leave Canada? I think there was a general consensus within Quebec that it wouldn't be good enough. It needed to be up around 55%. Uh, Even better for some, up to 60%. Now we're about to do the same thing in BC, but we're doing it in a really unique way, Uh, not just because it's a mail-in ballot, but it's going to have two questions on the ballot. It's going to have the question, do you want to change the system? And if a majority vote yes on that, you're then going to be asked on the same ballot at the same time to choose which option of proportional representation do you want. That becomes a real problem because not only, as you pointed out a moment ago, are we concerned about the turnout, are we going to have equal turnout on both ballots? People who vote no on that first question, will they actually go and choose a second option? Some will, some won't. Those who vote uh, again no and do vote on the second question, would they have voted differently on the second question if they knew the results of the first question first? Best example, in order to try to illustrate this, is the B.C. Liberal leadership race. If you had wanted Todd Stone to be the next leader of the B.C. Liberal Party, and you had taken Sam Sullivan's advice at the last leadership debate for the B.C. Liberals, 
Sam's advice was you don't have to vote uh, for more than one candidate on all the ballots. So coming back to Todd Stone, I want him as leader. I'm going to vote straight down the board, all five ballots, Todd Stone. Problem is, after the third round, your vote no longer counted. He was out of the race. Would you have voted differently had you known that the final ballot was going to be Diane Watts and Andrew Wilkinson? We never know. That's why I think with this particular referendum, we need to separate the ballots. Do we want to change? One question. More public education, which of these do we want to adopt? I think would have been a better way to go. Uh, And I I tend to agree with that as well. And I've not heard anybody give a good reason as to why it wasn't done this way. When we are talking about how we elect people, this is a big deal. And you would think we would want to have the basic question answered before we start going into the details. Exactly. And to give you an idea, 20,000 people voted in the first ballot of the B.C. Liberal leadership race who didn't vote because their ballot, their candidates were tossed out on the final ballot. That's a lot of votes. It's also, I think, if you vote no on that first question and know the results, you might go, oh, God, I really, really didn't really want this. But now I better sit down and figure out which of these systems I want. That opportunity is being taken away from British Columbians who want to vote no, vote no, but want some time before that second question. It's also... uh the threshold, not only the, is there not a threshold for how many people, uh, how many ballots need to be returned, how, what voter turnout needs to be. But if even if you look at it to compared to when on the federal level there was, well, there was the promise that there was going to be electoral change and it was scrapped. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it, it is a huge change. It needs a certain amount. If we were still to do that on a federal mm-hmm. level, you would need a certain amount of voter turnout, a certain threshold to be met by each province of a certain population. I mean, there are there are strict rules and ways and for the very reason again we're talking about something pretty major which is our voting system exactly and certainly those rules were in place for the last two referendums on proportional representation in bc not only did you have to win a majority of the votes you had to win a majority of the writings uh none in this particular referendum the only thing majority of the votes now i understand Uh, the sensitivities for people who live in really remote rural communities uh, to the fact that they may believe that the lower mainland is going to decide how we're governed in this province. And I can understand why they would want to have a balance to that. How you strike the balance becomes somewhat problematic. Stitkeen is the uh, smallest riding in terms of voters uh, in B.C. It's roughly 12,000 voters. They get an MLA in the legislature. Vernon is largest riding in B.C., uh, about 48,000 voters. They get an MLA. But the votes of the people in Vernon are not as valuable as they are in Stitkeen. So, again, I think the government could have probably found a way to address the idea that we do need some regional balance, but also not to do the inverse. The people up in Peace River North concerned that the lower mainland is going to decide the outcome. Well, we don't want the other side of that either, that the people in Peace River North are going to tell the lower mainland what the result is. And I would have preferred that there had been a bit more exploration as to how to find a way to avoid the debate we're now having, which is the lower mainland is going to tell you how to vote in the future. Uh, and it's unfortunate they didn't grapple with it and find a way to do that.
Uh, do you think there's any chance, and I know we've talked a, a lot and there have been, uh, with, with the, the way the rules are, the lack thereof, many people saying it's the government, the current government propped up by the Greens, which want this, uh, stacking the decks to bring in proportional representation. Do you think it's possible, though, with the fact that it is a two-question ballot, it's asking people about these systems, a couple of systems that have never been tested before, <laughs> that it might just be so overwhelming to the point people will stick with first-past-the-post? Well, there's certainly that risk and that fear. Uh, what I'm looking at today in terms, uh, particularly from the no side, because I think the no side's been out of the gate uh, far earlier than the yes side and has been doing more work. I think the no side is trying to frame uh, the question and define what the options are. And they may succeed in terms of getting people to decide that they don't want to go to proportional representation. The risk they have is do they so turn off those individuals that they don't actually go out and vote. Uh, It's a very fine line uh, that the no side is walking in this whole idea of confusion with the ballot. Uh, I think most voters are intelligent, wise, and get what these types of questions are all going to be about, and certainly will by the time they have to mail in their ballot. Uh, It's dangerous to try to create this idea that you're really too dumb to understand, so you better vote no, it's risky. Oh, exactly. And and with other people, or I've heard people and seen people, uh, whether it's on social media or in uh, conversations, uh, using the word simple. And, and I find it a bit of a disservice because something doesn't have to be simple to understand it. And it's not that we only understand first past the post because it's been in place for so long. It's, it's because we understand it. Yes, it is the system we use. But that doesn't mean if people want to learn more about other systems, they're not going to. Right. And... Uh... I, I look back at the 95 referendum in Quebec, and it was a constant refrain. People don't understand the question. Voters are smart. They understood the question in 95. They made their decision uh, based on the understanding of it. And get ready for this. There was a 93% turnout. People actually had to walk to a voting station. They got 93% turnout in the 95 referendum. We're not going to have that in B.C. coming up, but we're also going to have something that has a very high impact on how British Columbia moves forward. And that's, you know, you and I are probably going to be on the same page with this for months. That's why the ballot should have been split. So people go in, vote on the first ballot, get a chance to see the results, and then get that opportunity to learn more and to get into the nuts and bolts of the system. That has been taken away from us. In, uh, it exactly, uh, it has that uh, indeed. Dermot, we'll have to take a short break. Uh, sorry, we'll have to leave it there. We're out of time, but I'm sure we will talk to you again uh, about this. Thank you so much uh, for joining you. us today. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.